My name's Carter Mangus. I'm 21 years old, and I'm going to drop out of college to protest that climate change is bad, and I want Brad Pitt to play me in the movie. That's a damn good idea. This week you got Zach Carter and Davis talking about uh, more local type news for Wyoming. And, uh, yeah. So Yellowstone has been in the news lately. Um, People being stupid, trying to cook chicken and geysers, getting off the boardwalks, trying to, like, go up and look at geysers up close and stuff and they i guess they've had a hell of a time trying to manage all these people that are just being plain stupid and breaking rules all their violations and um local crime in yellowstone has gone up a bunch for 2020 which just adds to the chaos of the year zach do you want to kind of take us away on that yeah well we'll start off you know the park expected uh, attendance to be really low just because of covid and you know all the ways that 2020 has uh, messed with us this year but it's actually been uh the opposite of that um and we'll talk more about just how busy they've been but um the example of the amount of crime that's been happening uh they call these thermal trespass <laughs> uh when you go up onto the geyser or the hot springs um where you're not supposed to go but so just the amount of uh issues like that they've had has proven that they've just been so busy and so kind of overwhelmed um yeah so they average about 40 people committing this thermal trespass every year is about the yellowstone average this year so far, um, I think this article was back in – no, this was for the whole year. They had 122 cases of thermal trespass. So that's up three times than their average. See, and you wonder, what drives people to do this? I mean, here, I just pulled this up on Google. So, like, the hot pools in Yellowstone are about 456 degrees Fahrenheit. So what person in their right mind says, hey, man, I want to see how close I can get to this thing. Like, it just, it, it seems flawed. Like it's people, flawed thinking. People even were going up to Old Faithful and, like, blatantly going straight up to Old Faithful. There's always a bunch of people there and a bunch of park rangers there because it's Old Faithful. It's the biggest attraction to the whole park. Yeah. There was accounts of multiple people this year just carrying American flags, just openly being defiant and going straight up to Old Faithful and like looking down in, into it. See, this you is get a, blasted by a geyser. You're good as dead. This is what's going to happen. Some dumbass is going to fall into Old Faithful before the end of the year and set off the whole volcano to fucking blow up. And then <laughs> the world's going to end in 2020. It's going to be the human. Sacrifice. That's how we're going out. <laughs> no dude well people already have done that there's been people that have fallen into old faithful um somebody did die in there a couple uh I, it's not recent it was like several years ago 
But it's like, you guys, you know, the boardwalk is a very good distance away from the peak of the geyser, you know? Like, you have to be determined, like you said, to walk up there and fall in. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, here's what I Ooh. picture. Somebody peeking over the edge, looking into the geyser, and then that water comes. And then it's just the scene at the end of Indiana Jones where they look into the ark, you know, and their faces just start melting. And then they just you see a burned down to skeletons. <laughs> like, that's what I picture. <laughs> well, could you imagine if uh, they fall in right before the geyser goes off? They kind of cut themselves up on rocks. And so the geyser shoots up and it's just bloody as hell. <laughs> Arm, arms and legs flying <laughs> through the air. Like, oh, gosh. That'd be a sight to see. That makes some children's year. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking yeah, of children. Oh, hold on, I got a I got a question. You were saying the hot spring water gets up to like 456 degrees Fahrenheit. So back in the Mount Manor, there were accounts of them going to Yellowstone and sitting in hot pools, kind of as like jacuzzis. Sure. So. That's either completely false or – Well, I mean, I know – I have one of two theories on that. Well, yeah. Like I've gone to the Boiling River in yeah. um, Gardner, Montana, where you can sit in some hot pools and stuff. But like how, how did they know which ones were safe to sit in and which ones were going <laughs> to – Trial and error. Like, Trial and error, baby. <laughs> They're like, hey, you test this one out and see what happens. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my hand. Yeah. <laughs> no, what probably happened was there were some Indians before the white men who tried out and burned their hands and said, no, don't go in that one. Go in this one. <laughs> this one cooler than that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Or I'm sure like once a few people start realizing which ones are like not going to burn you alive, then everyone's just kind of, it's like, it becomes common knowledge. Yeah. So. That's kind of funny, though. I've never heard that before. That Mount Men used to sit in there? Yeah. Yeah, all the time. Huh. Yeah. Just either like, tall tales, or they're just, they found the right ones. And with Mount Men's, it's tall tales is a, that that could be fairly accurate, that it was just lies, but. Yeah. So, I mean, there are boiling rivers and like the saratoga hot springs and thermopolis mm-hmm. like you yeah. can sit in some but right yeah and who knows maybe like in the 1800s late 1700s when mountain men were roaming about maybe like from then to now the like elemental composition of the hot springs or like whatever goes into making them so hot has changed a little bit too so maybe we just got soft the people. <laughs> Humans just got soft. We need to go bathe in boiling water more. Probably. Well, so speaking of uh, burns and hot springs, this this yeah, was still back in like late September or October, but a three-year-old uh, fell in, uh, suffered second-degree burns. Um, I guess the ti- the child took off running from the trail. Slipped and then fell into a small thermal feature. Um, and, uh, yeah, they had to life flight him to Idaho. Um, burns to the lower body and back. Um, and, uh, yeah, well, so here's the other thing people don't realize either is that 
all those, uh, you know, like the calcium and stuff builds up on the edges of those hot springs. And it's not very sturdy. Like, it's very thin and fragile. And so you can even fall through that into the, the hot spring, you know. So, yeah. uh, and There's I don't think reports of animals falling through that into the hot springs, like walking on actual ground that you would think is actual ground and then falling into a thermal feature. Yeah. So this kid's lucky that didn't happen to him, that he just slipped and fell. But other people in the past have done that and they've died. I think he's lucky that he even got out of there with only second degree burns. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, did they say, like, how far away the thermal feature was from the trail? Because some of those trails, they can get pretty close if you're on some of the boardwalk trails. Yeah. So it, that'd be interesting to know what kind of thermal feature or how close it was. Yeah, it didn't say. Um, and you can attribute that to CNN's poor uh, journalistic standards. But um, <laughs> Thanks, CNN. <laughs> uh, no, it didn't say. I, I would imagine if he took off running, he probably was on the boardwalk because, um, you know, they can get wet, and especially depending on the time of day. So he probably were probably on, like, the boardwalk. Um, but yeah, yeah, so it's kind of hard to, like, before we were before we started the episode, we were kind of talking about, oh, we're going to bag on some parents again for shitty parent, parenting. But I guess if it – I started thinking if it is on the boardwalk, it takes one wrong step for a three-year-old to slip That's, and fall, you know? Yeah. True, true, true. But still, those fucking parents are worthless. <laughs> I've been thinking about when you said you got – humans are getting soft – so, January 1st of every year, Lake DeSmit, in between Sheridan and Buffalo, does their annual polar plunge. So, maybe we just need to start jumping into hot springs once a year. <laughs> During, like, the hottest day of the year. Go, yeah. go in August. We jump into cold water in the winter, and we jump into boiling hot water in the summer. Revitalizes the body. <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, do you guys want to talk about this guy and his chicken dinner in Yellowstone? Yeah. See, out of all the stupid things people could possibly do, trying to boil chicken or fry chicken in water. I don't even think they wanted to boil it. They openly said they wanted to try to fry the chicken, which doesn't even make sense because you need oil. You can't just fry chicken in boiling water. It doesn't fucking work like that. <laughs> Idiots. You can cook the chicken in boiling water, but can't fry it. Did they bread the chicken at least before they tried to fry it in the water? <laughs> so I think they were going to do it all old school. Um, the rangers were alerted to the hydrothermal hot pot sesh after receiving reports that people saw um, some people hiking towards Shoshone Geyser Basin um, with cooking pots. <laughs> and then the investigation revealed two whole birds in a burlap sack resting in a hot spring with cookware nearby. Um, he's not the first to do it, though. I think they were inspired. Um, in 2000, <laughs> I was inspired to try to cook this chicken. <laughs> in 2001, a Seattle TV host was fined after digging an impromptu barbecue pit in a thermal area to demonstrate how natural heat could cook chicken. So, um, 
Yeah, they were there, and I don't. I think they were there when they shouldn't have been. Um, so not only were they uh, fined for you know placing things in the hot springs, but I don't think they were supposed to be in the park at that time. Huh. Interesting. Well, they did. Uh, so at the start of COVID, like in May, when the park usually opens up, mm-hmm. Yellowstone started the year off with someone I think falling into a thermal feature before the park was even open because of COVID. Yep. yep. So the whole year has just been people breaking the rules before it even opens. Right. Um, you know, people should also realize that Yellowstone is federal land. And when you commit a crime on a uh, federal land, you go to federal court. <laughs> so like, <laughs> um, you're not you're not just dealing with little little minor things <laughs> like that's some big stuff. <laughs> so uh, just use your use your brains. If you're thinking you're going to go to Yellowstone to hide a body or something, you've just uh, it it doesn't work like that. Well, now not quite. Whoa, 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 whoa. There was an article I was reading maybe I don't know. I think back in the spring, I think it was a meat eater article. Um, there's a area of like 50 square miles in Yellowstone that you can get away with murder just because, ah, God, how how did it go? There was no way to prosecute you through some loopholes or whatnot, like in front of a jury of your peers because nobody lives in this certain area. So you couldn't technically have a jury in this certain district or area. I, I remember was, you bringing this up, and Davis said something about killing somebody or doing – he was like, you, you can, there's a, There is an area of like 50 square miles or something. You can literally get away with murder. If I remember – so in my – I had a constitutional law class last semester, and we talked about this too, and she said basically what would happen is – if you like did get caught there, it would go to like the next nearest jurisdiction. So, oh. yeah. So I mean, I think that I, if I remember correctly, I think that's what she said. So so don't don't murder somebody. No. <laughs> don't kill anybody. <laughs> it not only goes against the law, but morals too. Morals are subjective. As Huyen will tell you, Buffalo Hunter will tell you that. Every day. Morals are subjective. <laughs> Words of wisdom to live by. <laughs> so there's that. Um, I think that wraps up our Yellowstone talk, right? Yeah. Well, that and you were going to hint at the uh, September and October for Yellowstone was the busiest um September was the busiest September on record for Yellowstone this year, and October was the busiest October on record. Yeah, yep. Um, And I kind of feel bad for all of these uh, National Park Service guys because they uh, had to deal with a lower amount of staff this year just because of COVID stuff. Sure. So um, I think they were running at 60% of their normal staff and then dealing with three times the amount of violations and crime dealing with 
people trying to fry chicken in a hot spring. And like a historic number of people going to the park at the end of the year. God, that would just be a headache. So let me ask you this, Davis. So when Buffalo Hunter heard the news that these guys were trying to fry chicken in a hot springs, did he like catch on fire and like the whole building shake? No, he uh, uh I don't even know if he like maybe I showed him that. I don't know if he's actually seen that. If any if any of you know Buffalo Hunter, you would know that uh it's his way or the highway, and if someone does something wrong... He, when it comes to cooking. When it comes to cooking, he gets very, very enraged. Yeah. And, I mean, he won't he won't shut up about it for a solid day or two. And Carter knows this because he fucks up every meal he ever cooks, so... Bullshit! I ain't no Bobby Flay, but, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. October visits up 110%. Uh, from October last year, um, let's say I think they hosted 360,000 people this year in October. Um, August was the second busiest, but it's been a trend. It's been the visits have continued to set records. So September uh, was up 27% from 2019, and 2019 it set a record for most ever in September too. So. I think overall, though, for the whole year, because they were shut down for so long, I think the park is still down like 6% from 2019, which wasn't bad because 2019 was a pretty big year. Yeah, so the total number from 2019 was 3,979,000. So far this year, it's been... 3,000 or 3,743,000. So, um, yeah. Better hurry up and go visit Yellowstone before they close the road going through it then. They already did. Oh, they did already? Yeah, uh-huh. usually closes end of October. Oh, well, shit. Never mind. Disregard that. And then I think it opens up in December for the winter stuff, like snowmobiling and, yeah. and stuff on roads and I go cross-country skiing there every once in a while. It's pretty pretty cool to see Yellowstone in the winter. It's yeah. Especially with the lack of people that are probably up there in the winter. Yeah, you go through, like, Gardner, Montana into Mammoth and then go into the Lamar Valley. Yeah. Filled with buffalo. That's, like, where most of the buffalo winter. Yeah. It's so impressive. You ever seen Spirit Buffalo? No. Darn it. <laughs> um. Well, so we're going to move on to our next topic, yeah. which is about hemp. Um, yeah. Agriculture in Wyoming. Yep. Um, so this story comes from a couple – I can't see the date. Well, for some reason, my phone's being dumb. I, they came from, like, September, early October. Um, but a uh, it's in Powell. There's a hemp farm there. They had to destroy part of their crop. Um, because it exceeded the um, THC level. So um, let's see, they have about 190 tons of hemp um, that they produced, um, 137 acres. Um, I think that's right. Yeah, 
And then um, they had to destroy. How much of it did they have to destroy? Um, I think 107 acres of it they had to destroy because it had too much THC. Um, so the Wyoming regulations require that any hemp produced under licenses of the Wyoming Department of Ag um, that their THC level cannot be greater than 0.3%. So if the plant tests higher than that, they have to destroy the crop. So they, I think they just till or pl- bulldoze the, the land and then they have to replant. So how do you control the THC level in those plants? Like, Probably yeah. something to do with like, like genetically engineering like seeds to not have as much THC in them, and then you plant the seeds, and then the plants grow with less THC. So yeah, what's like 0.4% gonna do? Yeah, dude, that's like 20 joints to get high. Yeah. What the heck? I don't know. I, I don't know. And like, and when you're talking about it too, I mean, they're growing hemp for what you said CBD purposes, right? Yeah. So I don't. I mean, I don't really know a whole lot about CBD because I don't really care that much about it. But like, I would imagine that THC doesn't play a huge role in CBD production. So like, if you're over this THC limit of 0.3 and like you're at 0.7 or like if you're even below like one percent of THC, like how is that gonna affect your CBD protect or production or like? I, I just don't get why the Department of Ag is so on these guys' asses about it. Well, especially right. the way the Wyoming economy is this year yeah. with yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. Right. I well, wholeheartedly agree. There's – right, just the state of our economy, the fact that we're going into a budget deficit and the um, coal and oil, for those of you out there who don't know, is pretty much devastated in Wyoming – there's I don't I think the last time I looked there were four oil rigs going there is uh coal plants shutting down I think the one in there's one in Gillette that just announced they're uh going they're bankrupt they're closing um and now there's a new law the state law uh legislature is looking to consider uh tightening restrictions on hemp products so whether that means that's uh, just a bad move though yeah I mean, well, if we're, the ahead. problem is you get a bunch of farmers in the legislature of Wyoming. Yeah. Who want old school and we're good old cowboys from the 1800s of Wyoming. <laughs> they want it to be the same way Wyoming's always been, but they don't realize shit's got to change or Wyoming's going to go under big time. Yeah. I mean, realistically, yeah. Because, I mean, just. Like with the rate that other states around us especially are changing the way that they go about doing their ag. And you have all these states like after this last election or after the election, whatever. uh, Montana legalized marijuana and South Dakota. South Dakota did. South Dakota. Arizona. Arizona. So, I mean – I feel like they're doing it because they realize that times are changing to the point where they have to get, like, agriculture production from elsewhere, and they need a source of revenue from elsewhere. So, I mean, Wyoming just tightening the restrictions furthermore is just going to... Well, and it's not like we're saying be like Oregon and legalize all drugs. We can all agree meth should be illegal. (laughs) Like, right? 
I thought we could all agree on that, and then Oregon's like, no, no, meth is fine. Like, meth, no, heroin. That, like, it looks like they're not trying to restrict uh, production, but hemp products. So I guess some states are selling hemp buds, smokable hemp buds, um, and I guess there's a shop in Cody that's selling them. But again, like we've talked about, there's not that much THC in there. Um, where did they say it? Like, it's not even, uh, I lost the, the quote. Oh, here. Um, smoking the leafy substance would bring only a headache and a burnt tongue from these hemp buds that they're selling. Like, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. And I mean, look, I don't, I don't smoke pot. I've never wanted to smoke pot. I won't smoke pot, but there is no denying the fact that states like Colorado, Washington, uh, and now Montana and South Dakota are going to see incredible revenue bumps because of the tax on uh, marijuana products. And that is uh, money that the state of Wyoming could be cashing in on right now. Well, and even if you want to limit the drug use part of hemp and marijuana, you can make hemp plastics which are so much better for the environment than regular plastics mm-hmm. and you're limiting that part too like there's so much good stuff that can be used from hemp that you're just throwing out the window yeah because you don't want to change well and the other thing too is that like you start tightening these restrictions like on hemp even not even like recreational drug usage but you start tightening the restrictions and then people start outsourcing which is just more money lost in the state because people are like, well, I can get this in Montana or Colorado or South Dakota or whatever because you guys are being assholes about it. And it's not like people in Wyoming aren't already smoking pot. We know a lot of them. And that's just money being flushed out of the state of Wyoming to other states. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's, I don't know. Regulate the shit out of it, tax the shit out of it, um, and there you go. <laughs> there you go. You start cashing in on it. So, yeah, it's well, it, yeah, it's, man. I mean, you go to Colorado, and you could spend like twenty dollars in a dispensary, like on whatever you're buying, and then you end up spending like another twenty bucks on the damn tax. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. So. It's uh, easy money, especially with how, like, all the ways that people's uh, thought processes are changing nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. And it, uh, it's like you said, Davis, you've got a bunch of old Wyoming folks who don't want anything to change. Well, it's either we change or we die. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's natural it's, selection. You just got to apply it to the states. Yes. Adapt <laughs> or die. Yeah, well, wow. bet our listeners didn't think we'd be cheech and chonging it today, but. <laughs> well, one of my favorite stand-ups is uh, Tommy Chong, and he's talking about how a guy high is less of a problem than someone who's drunk driving. Like, what's the worst a guy that's high going to do? He's going like five miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, man. Just going to get himself run over. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. Anyway. 
I was just sitting at a light, and I was waiting for the little guy to pop up on the thing before I could go, because the red hand was just telling me to stop. The light was green, sir. <laughs> oh. Stop. Where am I? Anyway, I think that's all we've got for today. Final, final thoughts? Um, let's, let's not uh, shut down any, uh, I don't know. Let's just be sensible. Let's just use our brains a little bit. You know, we've been it's told for, we can't do that. Yeah, frick. <laughs> My brain won't work for another month or so this until 2021 rolls around. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think use your brains when it comes to new solutions and use your brain when it comes to questionable things like cooking your chicken in a hot spring or you know, taking a dip in the hot springs. Let's let's just make America. I mean, in those guys' defense, though, they could have been doing way worse things than trying to cook a chicken in the hot spring. So. Yeah, yeah. Put meth in the hot springs. Don't let it work. All right. Now there's an idea. Final thought, Carter. Uh, I mean, not really. I guess just piggybacking on what Zach said. You know, use your heads. Times are changing, so I guess we kind of have to do the same thing, even though not everyone may agree with it. But we live in times where we have to make sensible decisions, even if it's not what we think may be right or wrong. So, Godspeed. Yeah, and I got nothing. See you next time on The Rendezvous.